And then we get to the big one. I just never stick with anything. I'm always back at square one. It seems that no matter what keto, exciting, juice, cleanse bullshit I am on, it always brings me back to starting something else at some point. When someone comes to me and says this, the first thing I ask... Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. If you have failed resolutions in the past, you don't have mountains of effort to give to these things, you're tired of giving up and starting again, this is for you. New Year's resolutions, I swear to God, are designed to make people gain weight in the end. And I'm going to walk you through how you're going to set up your new year so that you can still get excited about your health, you can still make a change, but you'll be setting up permanent change rather than focusing on individual actions. We're going to focus on setting up for change. So this is the first part of your New Year's series. There will be one each week. We are going to set up all of the aspects of your life, your habits, your surroundings, your bedroom, your sleep, all of those different things. And we're going to make sure that you don't have to ever have a New Year's resolution ever again. So let's dive into it. For those of you who are new here, I know some people are joining us for this series specifically. I have been a nutritionist for six plus years at this point. I've helped hundreds of people sustain long-term weight loss. I know what sticks. I know what drives people nuts. And I know what is realistic advice and what is going to go in one ear and out the other. So we're going to stick with things that actually make sense and that I've seen work over and over. Today is all about making the thing easier before we even start the thing, right? So if your thing is just eating better, if it is losing weight, whatever it is, today we're going to set you up to succeed. And we're going to talk a lot about what that means. So let's break this down into what we tend to see when we're failing the resolution, right? That mid-February time comes around where statistically 95% of you are over it and you're back to your old ways. The first thing I hear, meal prep makes me want to explode with anger and rage. I get it. I fucking hate meal prepping. I honestly don't do it almost ever. And when I do, I'm going to teach you the method that I use because it is a lot easier than having 600 Tupperwares spread across your table and your counter and like across your dog on the couch because you have no room for all of these Tupperware. It's insane. Lazy meal prep. You are going to buy three giant containers like Tupperware. They can be cheap if you already have them. Great. And you're going to buy like six condiments, ketchup, light ranch, yogurt based dressing. Try to make them healthier, obviously, that's the point, but different flavors. You are going to buy two starches, two vegetables, and two proteins. That could mean your list looks like broccoli and asparagus, rice, potatoes, steak, chicken. If you're vegetarian, tofu, whatever it is. You are going to make a mass batch of all of these. So you're going to have a vegetable container, you're going to have a protein container, and you're going to have a starch container or two. Every single meal, just mix and match these things. You can weigh them out and make them fit your macros. If you're counting, which I know is a huge complaint with meal prep, is not knowing how to portion the meals and having to do it all out, you can do it. Add one of your condiments, throw it on the stove, put it in a bowl. My clients that lose the most weight, this is what 80% of their meals look like. Starch, protein, vegetable, put it in a pan, put a sauce on it. A normal amount of sauce, okay? With that, you are never going to have to break everything down and plan meals and all of that. 
The second thing I really want you to implement with meal prep in the name of being lazy is your freezer. I need you to use your freezer. I want you to make whatever you're making for dinner, make a healthy meal and make triple and then put the other portions in the freezer. And then you have a wicked easy meal you can take out, you can put it in the microwave and it's done. Make it easy to have good meals. Don't make it hard to eat healthy. The next thing I hear, my willpower by the end of the day is shot. I don't care. Like I just simply don't care at the end of the day, but then I care the next day. Like I, I wish I cared. And a lot of you listening have kids. A lot of you have jobs. Many of you have both there is enough in life that we have to use willpower with every single day. Like, it's as simple as not telling your boss to go screw. Like, that takes willpower. And when we rely on willpower or when we try to use willpower, there is a point in the day where we run out, especially on bad days. Like, life happens. Instead of, I don't have any willpower at the end of the day, what we're going to do, and you're going to do this right now if you're home, and you're going to set a reminder to if you're not home. You are going to grab five things in your home that you know specifically put you off track. This could be something aside from food, too. It could be a wine bottle. It could be whatever it is. You're going to take five things. You're going to either go put them in your garage, the trunk of your car. You are going to put them somewhere where it is more annoying than the pantry to go get it. It's a conscious decision. It can't be unconscious because you have to actually go do something in order to make that decision. It's a lighter version of do not buy junk food. And if you really want junk food, go to the store and buy it. But if you have kids or a partner or whatever it is, and the path of least resistance is to keep those types of things in the house, or at least some of them, pick the ones that screw with you the most. Like if you don't care about their gummy snacks and you never have a problem with those, those don't have to get put anywhere or thrown away or anything like that. But if there's Oreos in that cabinet and you just can't help it, like you're always grabbing one throughout the day. Now the Oreos live in the trunk of your car. And if your kids are like, where are the Oreos? Be like, oh my gosh, I just bought some more. Like, you don't have to make it a whole thing. I don't suggest ever really informing your kids of any dieting. I don't think it's helpful. I think it's very helpful when food is talked about as something that makes you strong and these things make you feel really good and these things might not make you feel so good. But these things are what we majority, that is the sort of conversations I like to hear with children. However, it's unreasonable to eat the same thing as a six-year-old and in a bigger portion and think that you're not going to gain weight. This is a happy medium. Make the things that are the hardest and throw you off track the most very annoying to access, and that's it. If your willpower is so shot that you're just grabbing Oreos for dinner, it's probably also shot enough that you're not going to trudge through the snow out to the shed and grab the Oreos. It's all about making it easier, right? And then we get to the big one. I just never stick with anything. I'm always back at square one. It seems that no matter what keto, exciting, juice, cleanse bullshit I am on, it always brings me back to starting something else at some point. When someone comes to me and says this, the first thing I ask them is what they liked about each of the things that they did succeed with at one point. Let's be very clear. A diet did not work if you gained the weight back at any point. If you cannot stick with the diet long term and this diet is producing a very rapid weight loss result and then you slowly just gain it back once you stop the diet in full, that is not a successful diet. However, there are little things about each diet that we can take that work for us that maybe aren't as hard or maybe just come a little bit more easily with the type of lifestyle we live. Those things are still valuable. Almost every single one of my clients, almost, has a success list. 
They have a success list and every single time they go, oh my God, so you know how you told me to put the eggs in the muffin tin and like put them in so I could freeze them and then I'll cook them in the morning. I can just grab them. That works so well. I always hit my protein on the days I do that. Put it on your success list. A success list is something that you keep track of, usually in the notes app of your phone, usually on a notepad or like your agenda that you use every day. Somewhere you will have access to it that we can make a bank of all of the things that work for us. What this does eventually is as these things stack, you can then, if you're falling off track a little bit, instead of searching for the next diet or the next thing, you go back to your list. This list is going to be a personalized plan for what we know works exactly for you. That is incredibly hard to mimic in any outside circumstance. You are going to have the perfect plan for you with a list of things that work. They don't have to just be food related either. So if you are a person that if you get up at eight and you go for a walk before you have to leave for work at nine and you know you are so much more productive on those days, you're nicer, you're happier, you're in a better mood, but you kind of hate getting up a little earlier, the success list item is getting up and going for the walk. Because when you're falling off track and we're grasping desperately for something to make us feel like we're making progress in the right direction again, that is what we need. We need things that are already proven. This is almost the split opposite path of the people that kind of end up giving up forever. And it sounds really sad, but eventually if you gain and lose and you gain and lose and you gain and lose, there does come a point where you stop trying to lose. And a lot of those people actually lose weight at that point, but not as much as they would like. And that is challenging. So rather than that, why don't we slowly over time grab a bank of these things that really, really, really work for us, no matter what phase of life we're in, no matter what. And they're specific to your circumstances. So like, I need to blank before 12 and in your head, you know, because that's when you have to go pick your kids up or whatever it is. But it can be as specific as you want because it's only for you. These are the things that work the best and the things that you are doing when you're succeeding. This is helpful when you're succeeding because you can add to it and always have these things on hand. But it's the most helpful when you are not succeeding because you won't have to waste one more second just guessing at what is going to work for you next. And if it's this or if it's that, you're going to have a running list. I also suggest putting your grocery list in there. The things that when you buy them, you tend to really do well, like things that you want to keep around or don't want to keep around. An anti-success list is just as helpful as a success list. And with that, this is only the beginning. We're just starting the setup. So if it doesn't feel perfect yet, it feels like this is kind of a re whatever it is. I'm going to be here every step of the way. We are going to talk about it each week and we are going to move on to a new aspect of your life and your wellness and your health. And we're going to audit that area of your life and see where we can improve for the least amount of effort. And then we're going to move to the next thing in the following week. All you need to do to take part in this for completely free is subscribe to the show and turn on notifications. I ask that you listen to the episodes the day they come out, which is Mondays. That is all I'm asking of you. And I am asking that if you like this or you're getting value from it, leaving a review or sharing my show, tag me in it because I want to see it and it, it nothing makes me feel better. And with that, if you leave me a review and you want to leave your Instagram handle or anything like that, I will shout you out and thank you because I, you guys have no idea how much I appreciate that there's people out there that are really getting something from this or really like it. And that makes me really happy. So you can do it differently this year. You don't have to have a crazy New Year's resolution, but you have to let go of the idea that this is going to be some big, sexy, 
iceberg that just fall, like it's not going to be that way. And each little aspect is going to move you closer and closer to your goal. And I'm going to tell you how to change it based on what exactly you're looking for. But with that being said, this is not okay. We're not eating for three days and it's a lemonade client. Like it's not going to be that exciting. I need you to get on board with that because it is going to be so much better in the long run for you. So get ready. Have a happy holiday season coming up. Be safe, but be back here on Mondays because we will be getting into it. This is your New Year's plan. Throw out whatever you were doing. This is it. See you in the next one, guys. Bye. 